All right, a very special edition of the Industry 45 podcast show for Giant TV Niagara. Uh, just a reminder, you can access Giant TV Niagara by going to GiantTV.ca, uh, GiantFM.com, Country89.com, and also now you can check out this podcast show at MusicLifeMagazine.net. Um, very special guest today. His name is Rich Redman. Uh, he's a touring recording drummer for multi-platinum country rocker Jason Aldean. He's got 27, 27 number one hits to his credit. He's played to millions of fans around the world, arenas, stadiums, you name it. He's got over 20 years experience in the music business. Uh, lives in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, not only experience with Jason Aldean, but, but he's either toured, recorded, or performed with the likes of Brian Adams, Bob Seger, Chris Cornell, Joe Perry, Miranda Lambert, Luke Bryan, Keith Urban, Florida Georgia Line. Alabama, Kenny Rogers, uh, the list goes on and on, and uh, he's got great drumming credentials, and not only that, uh, but he's an author, he's got a book called Crash, Course for Success, uh, Five Ways to Supercharge Your Personal and Professional Life, a great book, we're going to talk about the book, we're going to talk about playing with Jason Aldean a little bit, uh, of course Jason goes on tour the end of this month, starting in South Carolina, talk a little bit about his drum gear. Uh, and he is a sideman, right? So I'd be interested to hear his story uh, as a sideman working with the other two sidemen in Jason's band and uh, also his thoughts on Hired Guns, which was a documentary that came out in 2016. Uh, we're going to talk about drumming in the modern world, which is uh, super awesome. You can check it out, drumminginthemodernworld.com. We're also going to talk about uh, working with Nadia Azar. Uh, I interviewed Nadia for this show, and she is uh, from the University of Windsor. She does all kinds of research on drummers as athletes and ergonomics and all that stuff, so maybe we'll dive into that as well. And I'd love to get, uh, of course, Rich's take on uh, the great Neil Peart and what he meant to him and his drumming career. It's coming up right now. Don't go anywhere. Super pumped for this. Industry 45 podcast show. Rich Redman, and it's next. All right, uh, real excited for this edition of the Industry 45 Podcast Show because not only am I a fan of country music, obviously I'm a drummer, but on the phone, Mr. Rich Redman. See, you don't need Jim McCarthy, buddy. What's up? How are you, man? <laughs> Good, how are you? Fantastic. So so you're getting on the bus tonight uh, to head out on a, on a tour. Um, yeah. I want to talk to you, though. You know, you're a, a longtime veteran of the music business, Uh Moved to Nashville some time ago. I guess my first question is, when did you realize as a musician it was going to be important to be in a place like Nashville, like a music city, uh, to further your career? Because you got a great story how you auditioned for someone in Nashville, but you weren't living there at the time, correct? Right, right. No, it's a, it really is imperative. Um, if you want to do what I do at this at this kind of level where you're connecting with like real recording artists that are part of the fabric of the music industry, um, you know, recording records and then hooking up with those artists and taking the music to the people on tour, you kind of have to be in places like, um, you know, New York, Los Angeles, Nashville, or, you know, your Toronto's and Vancouver's, you know, it's, uh, it's good because that's the watering hole. That's where musicians, uh, connect. So I knew that, um, by my third audition in Nashville where people were like, where do you live? And I was like, Dallas, Texas. And they're like, <laughs> okay. So that's when you have to. Sometimes you have to make a massive life change, you know, to get to the, the next uh, tier on the ladder. 
So, so you did a lot of things uh, before you made it big with Jason. You played with him right from the beginning, correct? Right from the ground roots of, of everything. When did you feel as a musician, I guess, that, that you made it? Like, first time you heard your song on radio? Or when did you say, you know what, I've made it in this business? Because you weren't always just playing music, right? You were waiting tables and you were doing everything yeah. to try to make it. Yeah, I mean, I've been I've been making money making uh, making music since um, probably uh, 1987, 17 years ago. So for 33 years, you know, I've I've, I've made um, money um, from my craft, and sometimes it's not enough. Sometimes when you're working in a market where you're in Dallas, I was playing super churches, and I was playing on jingles, and I was playing in fusion bands, and I was playing in top 40 bands, and, and weddings and bar mitzvahs, and you just work, you know, and um, sometimes. Still not enough. When the first one I moved to Nashville, I had to supplement my income with uh, all that stuff, waiting tables, parking cars, substitute teaching. And I had a master's degree in music and tons of experience. And so sometimes, you know, you just have to supplement. But yeah, I met a young Jason Aldean in 1999, and we did about 40 showcases to get him signed. And then when it happened in 2004, we recorded the first record, and we have been essentially on tour since for 16 years. Yeah, that that's incredible. Did you um, like so? And you've always had pretty much the same band, right? Like the the three kings have been together forever. Yeah, I've been playing with uh, Kurt and Tully um, since 1999. So we're celebrating like, you know, what is that? Uh, 21 years of playing together. That's and crazy. Yeah, so we were always, you know, Jason's band, and 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 in the and then the five years between 1999 and 2004. You know, we had our own record deal with a group called Rushflow, and we did about a million showcases for up-and-coming artists in Nashville and played on custom records and demos and publishing demos. And so we always had something going on to where we could work our craft and cultivate our relationship. And when you speak about relationships, so, you know, it's great that you're a, a touring drummer for a major act, but, man, there's nobody, nobody as busy as you. You're teaching. Uh, you got your book out. Let, let's talk a little bit about some of the other things that you've done. Uh, Crash, can you, give us the, the history of Crash. And I, and I do have your book, by the way, in front of me, and I have read it twice, not even once, twice. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> well, that, that, that book is kind of like a labor of love. It's, uh, it's part self-help, like a Tony Robbins-type book, and it's also, a, um, it's also a kind of like a sort of a memoir. It's not a true memoir. I don't think you could write a, a memoir before you're 60. So I got a little bit – I got some more stuff to do before I write my true – legitimate memoir but it's a it's a cool book and you can get it on amazon like as a digital book as a physical book or you can go to audible.com and i read the book to you so you can take me with you to the gym or on your commute and so that's really fun audible.com is really getting very very popular but but yeah i just try to stay busy doing things you know i've always been interested in acting in the last four and a half years i've been studying that and i already got my sag card and was in a uh, horror film on Netflix, and I was on a television show with Christopher Maloney, and I, I was playing a cop. It was, that was really, really fun. So I'm studying that, working on that. And then all around that, you know, doing my corporate motivational speaking for Fortune 100 companies. And, and then I continue to do sessions for other people. And occasionally I'll write songs and produce um, artists if they're really passionate. And, and I think I'm going to enjoy myself working with them. And then when I'm on the road, Jason, during the day, I do my... Um, drum clinics at, at uh, colleges and music stores and drum shops. So right, because really fun. When we connected a couple summers ago, it was in Toronto. Uh, Steve's music. You were doing a drum clinic. Steve's music. Yeah, yeah. And, and and you were playing uh, in Toronto at the Budweiser stage that night. So let, let me ask you this, just for anybody who sits there and says, "What is life like?" 
you know, when you're on a major tour. So for you, and it's going to be different for everybody, what is, what is a day like for you? You're getting up today. You're going to play where well, you're going to play in South Carolina tonight. And and so you get up. What does your day look like personally? Do you go to the gym? Do you do you go for a run? Uh, you might. What, what does your day look like? Yeah, I always try to get something physical activity. So it might be uh, me going to um, an LA Fitness or an Orange Theory. So I pay those memberships so I can use them anywhere in the country. And then I also carry like slam balls and weights and yoga mats under the bay of the bus. So if we're playing some middle of nowhere festival, I can still pull those things out and get a workout. And um, yeah, I like to run. I like to run the steps in the arena or run around inside the arena. If the elements aren't very nice, but if the elements are nice, I like to take in the outsides too and get that runner's high. So I do that. And um, God, I just booked, I just booked like eight or nine drum clinics, you know, for February and March. So if I have to do that, I might be pulling in to the city at like, say, seven or eight in the morning, and then I'll get up and have a little breakfast shower, and then somebody from the drum shop at the college will pick me up, and I'll go sound check, and I'll teach, and then that host will drive me back to the arena, might have a lunch, sound check time, then after sound check, I'll probably uh, work on my other businesses, you know, book podcast guests, or just kind of trying to keep my life in order, and then we have dinner together, usually as a band. Nice. And then I have to play a, a VIP show, you know, so for the, um, the people that pay the extra money, they'll see a little VIP show, and I usually play like a cone or a djembe um, or some sort of fun hybrid thing like that. And then we got some time to kill. We bond as a band. I warm up, and then it's time to do the show. And then it's it's kind of some version of uh, of um, Groundhog Day every day, <laughs> but every it, it, it's exciting. Like something so will always be different. I, I might have a day where I have no teaching to do, and all I have to do is really, you know, go to that LA Fitness and work on my businesses or try to relax, stretch. I might go, you know, from 16 years of touring the United States, um, I have friends in every city, so they'll be like, "Hey, is it? What, what are we doing today? Are we going to go have a nice lunch? Is it a museum day?" You know, there's always something fun to do. It usually has to do with people. I love people, you know. Absolutely. And so is your, the, the work part of it, um, is it pretty consistent? Uh, like you have people setting your stuff up, obviously, and you do your soundtrack. Is it pretty the same, the same thing pretty much every, every gig though? Um, as far oh, as. Oh, Jason? Yeah. Like just. Yeah. That, the stuff, uh, Jason is just is like a vacation because it's like, we've got a band <laughs> that reads. Yeah, we got a band that you know we have, we have amazing techs, and then we have um we have people setting up our gear. There's you know four four meals a day if we want, you know, and and the, the, we have a beautiful crew, and the, the fans are already there. They're they're true believers, and you just have a great time. It's like a it truly is a vacation. It's all the other stuff that is um, <laughs> time suck. You know, booking booking speeches so if you were to if your if your company hired me to do a speech i've got to make sure that there's a set of drums that are going to be there what the travel situation is going to be where's my lodging who's running sound then i customize the speech for that client so if they're a digital marketing company versus a farmer versus like a, a, a jeweler like it's all going to have a slightly different message because i customize the customize the speech to that audience so just doing something like that is just a lot of work. And then my podcast, the rich Redmond show on um, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and YouTube, you know, very well being a host, you have to um, be overprepared and know everything about your guests. Right. And then going, you know, doing the interview is exhausting. I did four yesterday when I, I came home and was asleep in a puddle of drool on my couch at like nine thirty. Yeah. It's just, it takes a lot of mental energy to lead a conversation. 
And uh, you know, speaking of your podcast uh, this morning, I was driving uh, to an appointment, and I listened today to the one that you did with Lindsay L, which was it just I just saw it today. I don't know when it came out, but recently, and I thought that was really cool. Well, thanks. Yeah, yeah, you, that that just came out yesterday. So we're we're having a good time. It's um, it's just basically it's a hybrid of a morning. Um, radio show and a late night talk show. And my goal is just that everybody within 45 minutes to an hour, they laugh, they cry, they learn something, they're inspired, they're entertained. Um, and I'm having a, it's probably one of the most fulfilling things I've done in the last 10 years. And it's a joy to listen to you talk to a lot of really cool people, obviously, but just that your conversations and, you know, Jim adds a lot of humor to it and really a lot of fun for yeah. a guy like me, you know, driving to work and, you know, you get educated at the same time about people, you know, and I went, I didn't know that that artist did this or that artist did that. And, and yeah, just, just really cool. So uh, if you're listening, Thanks. make sure you check out the Rich Redmond podcast. Uh, what else I want to ask you talk about drumming in the modern world, drumming in the modern world.com. So you put that together some time ago, correct? And maybe speak to that. Yeah. About. Let's see. I planned it. I think I planned it and filmed it in uh, late 2014. And I think we were done with it in 2015. So it's already coming up. I'm like, you know, I let my hair go gray. I got a beard now. I don't I dress differently. I don't even look like myself. And, and it's, uh, it's so funny because I would look back at like these DVDs or these VHS tapes of like guys like Kenny Aronoff or Rod Morgenstein. And you're like, oh my God, this was like 25 years ago. They look completely different. I'm already <laughs> feeling, feeling that. But the content holds up. It's basically a five and a half hour um, online educational training system. And it's essentially a subscription. So I think um, what it's going for right now is $2.99. So you pay a one-time fee of $2.99 and you have a lifetime access to um, five and a half hours of training. And it's everything for me like deconstructing the Aldine drum parts to 15 other artists that I've recorded with over the years in Nashville. I got seven camera angles and then there's lessons like, you know, um, how to tune and how to play percussion and how to play up, set up your click track and how to get work as a drummer and keep work and how to chart songs and what the Nashville number system is all like. So it's a lot of like practical, Oh, you want to be a professional drummer. Okay. Well, these are the things that nobody else is talking about. So, um, you could go to richredman.com and you just, boom, you just sign up for the program right there. And I think you can also type in drumming, drumming in the modern world. So speaking of drums uh, quickly on this. So do you, do you have two sets of drums for this tour? You posted a photo with a black set and a red set, I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah, so. crazy? yeah we always have two ca uh, drum sets kind of cased up. And there's other bands that are way more sophisticated because they tour internationally. So, so some people might have like a European kit, a South American kit. Australian kit. Um, but for us, we just do the 50 States and sometimes we get ourselves into a pickle where the routing is, you know, we're, we're in Mexico. So the red drums went to Mexico for me to do my, the beach gig that we just did with Luke Bryan. He's got this big outdoor party called crash my playa. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. and we did, we, so the red kit went down to Mexico. And then meanwhile, my black kit is, um, is already on the way to South Carolina to do the opening of our tour on Thursday. So those drums are on that way. And then I have drums in Cartage here that I do it on Music Row recording sessions. And I have drums at my condo, drums in my house, drums at another person's studio. I have drums in Los Angeles. It's just like you just start to acquire all this stuff. It's crazy. And I think over the course of my year, I've already gotten rid of like 10 kits. And I, I can't imagine if I kept all my drums. It's insane. Wow. Uh, something I noticed about your setup too, is that over the years, if I look at older 
uh, less gray, more black hair. Rich Redman, the symbols are the symbols are the symbols are a little bit higher up. Um, yep. and, and, you know, now they're a little bit lower and I'm thinking, okay, you, I know you're close to what 50, I'm 51. And I know that yeah. I try to keep my sim and, and at the end of it, my body's pretty sore. It's like, I say drumming's like a sport, man. Did you lower, the, did you lower the symbols because of ergonomics? Uh, or did you lower them because, you know, you just got tired of the, you know, reaching for it. You kind of changed the dynamics a little bit with that. Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, I mean, in the 80s, they were super high, like Steve Jordan and, and Gugu Chancellor, and then they, they just kept coming down. They, and I would say, yeah, maybe 15 years ago, they were higher for sport, and now they're much lower. Of course, a lot of my heroes are lowering their stuff, you know, guys like um, guys like Aaron Off and these guys have really lowered things, because why take the chance on blowing out your rotator cuff, you know? Right. Uh, Everything's just low and big and low. Maybe it's it's a good time for me to ask you about uh, Nadia Azar. Then you worked with her, right? University of Windsor, and and I actually I talked to her about a month ago on this show. And did did she does she report back to you like her findings about you, or does she just gather the information as far as you know? I burned about um I burned about I burned about a thousand calories in my ninety minute show, and my heart rate was up there for a lot of the performance. And uh, so, yeah, it's kind of like my joke is that, you know, as a drummer, you're getting basically paid to work out, you know, it's not a bad thing. A lot of health benefits to drumming. (laughs) Uh, I want to ask you too about uh, somebody that inspired all of us uh, was Neil Peart. So maybe just quickly on what he meant to you. Were you a Rush fan? Uh, Is it something that you followed and and what did that, what did he kind of mean? for you as, as you were growing up drumming? Oh, it was incredible. Yeah, when I was coming up, it was like Neil, Kenny, and Stuart Copeland. It was like that, that same period of the 80s that were so super influential for me, um, you know, as far as like soaking up these influences. Even guys like Carmine Apathy, you know, was teaching it, but going to be teaching at my camp coming up. But, um, you know, Neil was also the guy that, that had a household name, not even among drummers, but like musicians and just the housewives know, oh my God, yeah, everyone knows that, the drummer for Rush is the guy, you know? And so, um, you know, you start listening to things like the press roll going into the first verse of Signals or, you know, the big, big monstrous licks at the end of Tom Sawyer or Limelight. It's like, man, this guy was a force to be reckoned with. And he really did inspire so many people. So he was definitely in the mix there with me in those early days, for sure. So what? what is your, um, I guess, end goal in the sense that you know you're on a you're on a big tour big act you do a lot of things what what do you see now like what's the next level i know you're talking to Lindsay l about this like or she was mentioning like you're always reaching right you're you're never happy you always want something else what is that something else for rich redmond love it well um i'm gonna keep you know playing drums till the cows goes home i'm gonna ride into the sunset you know um and i love it and i'm gonna keep doing that you know um, Aldine was voted the artist of the decade. So I think it's almost like his responsibility to do another, you know, do another 10 years probably. <laughs> so, so, so that's a wonderful thing, but I'm growing, I'm growing my motivational speaking business to the point where I want to be doing like no less than no less than 24, um, you know, appearances a year. And then I would like to be, you know, growing my acting thing to the point where, uh, I'm doing way more in TV and film and maybe down the road being a series regular on maybe like a sitcom. I'm working towards that. And then um, uh, getting my podcast to the point where we have like um, tons of listeners and more ads. Like we, we have a bunch of true believers now. My guests are true believers. 
my sponsor, the School of Rock, they're true believers. Um, but you don't, you don't want to grow to the point where, you know, we have people like uh, Mercedes-Benz or Spotify or Squarespace or a toothbrush company, you know, sponsoring the, the, the show. So we're working on that. Nice. And, and uh, finally, if you had to give advice, and I know this is vague, but to, to a guy or a girl who's growing up and 16 years old that wants to make it in music uh, real quick, like what do you tell those people besides work hard and maybe learn everything you can? Well, that's great advice right there. It's like, do it because you love it. Be patient. You know, work really hard, especially the younger you are. Like, get those tens of thousands of hours in because it gets very difficult later in life as our responsibilities grow and things like marriage and children and all that kind of stuff. You got to get that time in the trenches early. And just more than anything, you know, realize that it's about people and um, meet those gatekeepers, people that are going to champion you and always have a great attitude because even if you aren't the greatest musician in the world, if you're friendly and positive and can take direction and, and you're likable and people want to be around you, you'll always have work. Always have work. I'm not worried about having work drumming for the rest of my life because I worked so hard and had and put out such a consistent product that even if I'm just playing in a really awesome like tribute band or working playing weddings in my 70s, um, I'll, I'll always have somebody that wants to play with me because I have a huge smile on my face and I love doing what I do. Absolutely. You can tell every day. Oh. And, and uh, you can catch Rich Redman on tour starting the end of this month uh, with Jason Aldean. I think the tour is a couple of months maybe. Uh, from yeah, what I've February seen. and March. Yeah. And, and then what about the summer? I assume you're going to go on a summer tour. I mean, be, yeah, being, February, uh, March. And then, yeah, we'll regroup in June. And then the fall will be a lot of touring, and I'm sh- I believe all the dates are at jasonaldine.com. And if you guys want to check out the new richredmond.com, R-E-D-M-O-N-D, I would love that because I spent good money on it. <laughs> <laughs> Making the investment in your career, as you say, right? Invest in you. Invest in you. That's right. Rich Redmond, thank you. All right, that wraps up another edition of the Industry 45 podcast show. Uh, thanks to Mr. Rich Redmond for taking time. Uh, I know he's heading out tonight as the Jason Aldean tour opens in South Carolina. And everything Rich Redmond can be found at richredmond.com. As he mentioned, spent a lot of money on the website while we're checking it out. So much great information there. And you've got to check out this book. Uh, as I mentioned in the podcast, I read it twice. Crash Course for Success, uh, Five Ways to Supercharge Your Personal and Professional Life. Uh, it's a great book. Well worth the read. And if you're uh, a company out there looking for a motivational speaker, Rich is your guy. Again, you can contact him through richredmond.com. Just a reminder, Industry 45 podcast show uh, airs weekly. GiantTV.ca is the website. Uh, Industry 45 show is the name of the show. Also, you can check out all the podcasts at country89.com, giantfm.com, and now musiclifemagazine.net. Thanks for joining me. Till next time. 